Welcome to the 9642 Podcast. This is your host, Mr. Number 9. And this is The Fool. Your 96 best place to listen to... For 10 years. Yes. Yes. Um, for our 10th season of our mostly up-to-date... And unqualified. And unrequested. Ramblings of the various issues in the world of sport. Or something like that. Hello everyone, I hope you all had a great holiday and enjoying the new year so far. Yeah, yeah. Just remember, every January started off quiet in the 20s. (laughs) Just putting it out there for all of you. (laughs) The quiet January has been absolutely smashed by the cricket results overnight. And this, we're going to talk about World Cricket Test, uh, Test World Championships. Yeah, yeah. We started the championship with the Ashes, where it was hard fought 2 2. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Australia were disappointed, but I think if you th- told people, told them at the beginning of the year, they would like, you know, share points with England in an away series and, you know, reduce England's points total, that would, they would have taken that. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, I think they might have taken it after, after how the final two went. Well, after the third test, I guess I think they were somewhat happy that the fourth test got was it fourth test fourth test got rained out because England definitely had a change in momentum during that series. It started off with Australia quite on top, but that wasn't how it ended. Yeah, fourth test was rained out, and then obviously the fifth test, England won by 49 runs. And we've all been wondering about will baseball work in England? Mm. Spoiler alert: maybe <laughs> it will. <laughs> It depends. <laughs> so Australia, we're looking forward to pretty much a clean sweep this summer. They had Pakistan and West Indies coming in. Mm-hmm. Neither team. I think a lot of people have been criticizing the West Indies. They were sending in a younger squad. A lot of their uh, more established players, like your Jason Holders, were not able to come because they're playing T20s in Dubai. Um, so nobody really gave them a chance, but the team did not play too badly. Uh, a lot of these players didn't play too badly in South Africa. They had an A series because I have been listening to the Caribbean Cricket Podcast. Shout out to them! Oh, nice. And they, um, and obviously they managed. They lost their um, series to India, which was the next series in the World Test Championship in July last year. But you know they got a draw. There was rain, but. They got a draw, yeah, so yeah. that's pretty much you can only, uh, d- uh, you know, you can only take the results that you're able to take. Um, yeah. Then uh, Sri Lanka uh, hosted Pakistan and got swept. Hmm. Um, unfortunately, Sri Lanka do look like they're in the doldrums. Um, yeah. Lots of problems with politics or. Actually, both those countries probably have lots of problems with politics in their cricket, but what else is new? Uh, when it comes to Sri Lanka and Pakistani cricket, um, both games, uh, Pakistan win by four wickets in goal and then won by an innings and 222 runs in Colombo. So, comprehensive performance by Pakistan and that series to take yeah. the f- maximum points. Now, question. I want to ask, do you think if you are able to win a game by an innings, you, because we already penalize teams for playing for the draw because you don't get a split of the points. You only mm-hmm. get 40% of the point. Both teams only yeah, get yeah. 40% of the points on offer. Do you think they should implement a bonus point system for innings wins? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, that's, you're trying to... Um... Well, maybe. Actually, no, I think. And how much is because... a fair, a fair amount to give an innings yeah. win by, or is that just, um, it, it basically uh, helps the teams that get the easier schedule more yeah. because you're more likely to get innings wins when you've got a I'm team actually... that's going through a rebuilding phase. I'm actually wondering if it's it's promoting the right type of cricket anyway, because you're yeah. because you want exciting cricket, right? So you should be. Yeah. Um, promoting well, the point system should allow for teams will make teams want to declare earlier. And if you're saying winning by an innings gets you bonus points, then they won't. They'll, you know, yeah. if you've got a dominant batting side, you want to bat out as much of the game as possible. Yeah. And 
give us little chance to get out of position and try and bowl them out once, right? So, back, yeah, we'll bowl them out, protect back, big back once. But if you're saying, no, you don't get bonus points there, then there's no point batting off. Yeah. You're just taking away time from yourself to make sure you get the win. So, I th actually, as I, I started the sentence, I was like, yeah, no, you should have points to bonus, because, you know, you've, you've done really well, and maybe an extra 10%, 15% worked, but then in working it through my head, I was like, no, wait, it's actually against what you want. You want exciting cricket, so you want to say, no, you need to, you want to be chasing the win, and batting big sure is fine, but you need to declare, get them back in, bowl them out again, and then chase. You have to, if you have to chase down a small total, you have to chase down a small total. I think you're right. Also, because there is the tiebreaker for teams that are on equal points, which is so unlikely to happen because of the percentage system that yeah. we're using, they, um, it was going to be net, uh, uh, net runs per wicket. So if you're not batting a second innings, that's always going to be higher because there's 10 wickets you're not using up. So that's already a pretty decent reward for an innings victory, like in terms of in the tournament. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you've got some innings yeah. victories, then you're, you're going to be well ahead in that sort of department. So. I think that's probably enough. As, you, as I say, you don't really, you don't want a team just to bat out a, bat out a, a test. Yeah. You want them to yeah. try and try and force a result. So I think they're winning by an innings. That's just giving a little bit more benefit to trying to stick around. Yeah, yeah. I I think you're right. Now the next series that came from uh, on from the Pakistan's tour of Sri Lanka is New Zealand's tour of Bangladesh. Two match series again. Uh, once again, it's a tied series, just like when Bangladesh came to New Zealand uh, in 2022. Mm -hmm. The uh, first test, Bangladesh won comfortably by 150 runs in select. And the uh, sec in the second test, they uh, New Zealand won by four wickets on a pitch which uh, Tim Saldi called the worst he's ever played on. Yeah, yeah. It was horrendous. It was not in the good batting conditions, but Glenn Phillips put in a performance yeah. all round to get the team in. Like, Glenn Phillips is very dangerously close to becoming a non-dirty bowler of offspin. Because it used to be he bowls dirty offspin. You know, it's yeah, going to yeah. be messy, but he might get wickets. But now it's clean offspin almost. It's getting too <laughs> clean to be called dirty offspin. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. Yeah. Then we had the uh, Benot Kordir Trophy in Australia with Pakistan going to tour. Australia did a clean sweep, got mm -hmm. all the points, won every game um, quite comprehensively as well. I think the closest they came to Pakistan came to challenging was in the second test in Melbourne, where Australia won by 79 runs. Um, but it realistically never looked like it was going to be close. Pakistan kind of recovered from the 360 run uh, walloping they got in the first test. Yeah. They'll be disappointed that in the third test, after taking a lead in the first innings, they weren't able to capitalize and put on a score for Australia to chase down. Yeah. I mean, okay. Getting all for 115. Um, yeah. So, uh, Australia looked very confident in their um, uh, position in, uh, in the table at that point. And then we had them, uh, the Freedom Trophy in South Africa, India touring the Rainbow Nation. Um, South Africa won by an innings in the first test very comprehensively. And the second test was another, what the heck pitch was this? I know, exactly. Got all out for 55, India won about 153, and South Africa got 176, and India managed to chase down their target of 80 with seven wickets to spare. Because it was like 20, 
three or twenty-four wickets on the first day or something. Yeah. I like that. I forget exactly. It's twenty something. I know. It was twenty twenty-four at the end of the the first day. Yeah, the South Africa is twenty-nine for four in their second innings at the end of day one. I mean, you and I have watched a game at Eden Park where England were all out for 50-something against New Zealand. It was a day-night test. Yeah. But there was nothing wrong with the pitch. It was bad batting. So that can happen. You can have a batting collapse from batsmen yeah. just catching mistake-itis. Because Kane Williamson showed there was nothing wrong with that pitch. They. No, no there was definitely something ended. wrong with the Newlands pitch. I mean, what I like yeah. is the quick info summary as Newland's pitch rated as unsatisfactory. Yes. It seems very, very icy to me. <laughs> mm -hmm. It was unsatisfactory, that pitch. I, I feel like there could be some sort of control over this, because it's not fair on India to come and fight. Like, if they had lost the toss and gotten all out for 55 and, you know, it's good, yeah, I feel like it's justified that South Africa got a taste of the medicine that, you know, of the pitch that they prepared. Yeah. But India, you know, if it had been the other way around and they lost the toss, it would have been pretty unfair, I think. Yeah, yeah. Because also, they don't need to do that. They could have, they showed in the previous game that they're perfect, they have a batting lineup that's capable of playing India in South African conditions. Yeah, exactly. Decently well, and also their um, bowling lineup has nothing to fear. They're just, you know, arguably in South Africa, that bowling lineup is better than India's. But even the spinners are more suited to South African conditions than India's spinners were. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When it looked like all hope would be lost for test cricket the west indies went to australia they uh lost the first test by 10 w uh, wickets um disappointing performance with the bat they did bowl pretty well to get australia all out for 283 um unfortunately couldn't really follow up where they were all out for 120 in their second innings giving only 25 runs for australia to target which they got through in 6.4 overs um then they put on a show they got uh, 311 runs in their first innings in australia and pat cummings I have to give him credit that was a very sporting declaration they got 289 declared and 53 overs so they batted at a clip yeah and the the West Indies followed up with 193, and they needed a target of 215 runs, and they West Indies sensationally win by eight runs. Um, I think we'll talk about the individual performances because there's obviously some great ones in that yeah. series, but just as that was happening, a few hours later. England were playing in India, all yeah. out for 246. Uh, India followed up with 300 and, uh, uh, 436. Yeah. So a lead of 194 runs. Um, and England, Ollie Pope just came on. Like a guy who looked like the last time they came to India didn't know how to play spin, got 195 runs. Uh, basically, he batted till the end, like he was the last wicket out. So at that point, you know, yeah. he's just trying to get as many runs as possible for the Sky Blues. We got out playing the reverse scoop, so yeah, that should say how. Yeah, the reverse scooped, yeah, reverse for. swept everything. And it's. And then uh, India said, uh, and then they sensationally got India all out for 202. Yeah. Like, I'll, we'll go back to the Windies because I feel like we can't not talk about. The individual great performances from those players um but in in england, the england i was watching the highlights because obviously didn't get to see too much of it live because of the time zone yeah but india looked like england out there playing spin <laughs> they were being very tentative playing the, with their shots and um, I think it's one of the dirty secrets of Indian cricket is because of the way the pitches are, are designed on for first class cricket, they're pretty yeah. run heavy. 
and you get good, which is good for developing time in the middle batting skills, like actual patience of just staying and waiting for the runs. Um, and it means your spinners have to earn every wicket. But it, I think, like the dirty secret is other than uh, uh, Rahul, uh, Kohli, and Rohit Sharma, the Indian team don't really play spin that well. Yeah. I just. They just noticed that that second innings, Indian innings, the English bowlers, they opened with Joe Root. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Opening with the dirty, they bowled yeah, one fast with the dirty off spin. Yeah. yeah. So I was just looking. I was like, all oh, right, there's one fast bowler in the, in this the second innings, <laughs> and he only yeah. bowled eight overs. Yeah, and young Tom Hartley, who's never got, who's only got one fiver in first class, and he's only played two any five first class games. Right, yeah. Um, apparently, they told him like before the game started that you're our Akshar Patel, you're the tall guy. Just get it into the spot. It'll, and if the pitch is a ragger, you will get get it to work, All and right, yeah. it, you'll get the. Um, you'll get the wickets, which ended up being what happened. Um, so India played very tentatively, like um, in the first innings, uh, Jadeja, uh, Rohit Sharma looked better, but uh, the as the wicket bore down, they seemed to be getting uh, more and more apprehensive about playing the Indian spinners. They made Joe Root look like an absolute superstar spin bowler <laughs> some, at some point. He got four wickets in the first innings to go along with his uh, wickets in the se- in the second Seven innings second, yeah. as well. He got a... Um, let me just have a quick look here. He got another wicket in six. So five wickets for the five match. Five wickets for, oh, for Joe Root, uh, yeah. And uh, Tom Huckley got seven wickets sensationally in the second, and got two wickets in the first inning, so nine. So he's just getting his le- getting hit the um, the revs in and learning to bowl in these conditions. Um, Rehan Ahmed kind of lo- looked very good in the first innings along with Jack Leach. So those are your specialist spinners. Because Tom Huckley is technically in the side as a uh, bowling all-rounder. So he got 34 runs in the first innings, and he got um, sorry, he got 34 runs in the second innings, and he got 23 in the first. 23 in the first. So not bad at all. Great. Uh, 57 runs for the match to uh, when you're batting in at number batting at number eight. That's nothing to sneer at. Yeah. And the. Um, the Indian um, lower order um, and England in their second innings basically targeted Jadeja and because Jadeja was less effective it felt like Ravi Chandran Ashwin wasn't able to get the wickets as quickly as he would like um, generate that threat because yeah, yeah. they were always picking on whoever was on the other side yeah, always um, a way to go about it, right? Get the threat, yeah. Don't let them. Yeah, yeah. Like Boomer was is as good as he always is. Yeah. And it's also he got a run out. Um, uh, Hartley he ran uh, Ashwin out, so definitely a very nice. good match all round for him. Yeah. Um, and like something to watch out for. I don't know that England are gonna sweep this series, but baseball gives them a chance. As Oli uh, Pope said, on bad pitches, the reverse sweep is as safer than blocking. Yeah. And I think that there's a lot of logic to that. You know my theory that blocking is the worst shot in cricket. Like, mm. you should master your leave, you should only block like if there's literally no other shot you can play you should either play a stroke for a single or a riskier stroke for more runs because at least if you're going for runs when you're playing a a stroke it's risk for reward like 
a a block is literally all risk, no reward. <laughs> there's no value to it unless there's absolutely nothing. A leave is fine because it's no risk, no reward. Well, a good leave. Is... Minimal risk, no reward. Yeah. Like very, very minimal risk. Yeah. If you like, if you have a, if you don't know where your off stump is. Yeah. I would say a block is it should be there with the leave, which is to. Um... As you say, there's nothing better to do. Like, I can't... Yeah, this I mean, is if, such a good ball that I can't... There's no way for me to work it away. And no way for me to I don't leave trust it to leave it. Yeah. If there's no way for me to leave it and I can't play a stroke, then you block. But a lot of people blocking outside off stump, I'm just like, leave the ball. What are you doing? Why are you, why are you playing this ball outside off stump and blocking it? It makes yeah. no sense. Like, a little bit that is. I can tell as a club cricketer that that's a bad shot to play. <laughs> U.S. cricketers should already should not be doing this. I guess it comes just with the um that that uh, uncertainty about uh, oh. whether that ball is going to come back or not. Yeah, when South Africa played New Zealand in the previous test series, their first match, they had eight guys out playing a block, a defensive shot outside the off stump. Yeah, yeah. So basically, you're kind of gifting New Zealand wickets at that point, because that was a good batting pitch that they were playing on. And New yeah. Zealand tends to have good batting pitches. <laughs> uh, in the current meta, New Zealand is a good place to bat. Second only to Sri Lanka. Oh, sorry, second only to Pakistan, which is too good a place to bat. Like, yeah. you know, so bad, so good for batting, it's unsatisfactory. New Zealand is balanced and but favorite to batsmen. Like, it's still, you know, bowlers can still get something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially early um, on. Yeah. Um, the... Uh, so there's a lot of homework for India to do, uh, and you know they mm. know what England's going to do. It's going to be attack, 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 and England are confident about what they do. Uh, like they're consistent about being confident because they got 246 and said we were overs. So you were like, what is this? You know, like you, people legitimately laughed at that, and especially because yeah. India then got 436 and they said, ah. Oh, Oh, yeah, it was good to bat on the bowlers did a good job. And you're like, okay, how much <laughs> denial can you be on? And then they get 420, and you're like, okay, that thing. There's something to it. Like, they're in the game now. There's a match on now. It's not a <laughs> foregone conclusion anymore. Um, and then they got the... Uh, obviously, England gets a famous victory away from home. The... Um, so... But 24 hours earlier, we were celebrating a new star. Like, two new stars are born in, within 24 hours. Yeah. Shamar Joseph on his second game. Uh, it's an incredible story play. He's in Guyana from a village with uh, around 350 people. Um, so he was working in the logging industry. Yeah. In, uh, in this town called Barakara in East Burbish, Quarantine, Guyana. I have totally messed that up, I'm sure. Um, like, uh, so it's in the middle of the forest. The town mostly does logging. And he said there was not much stuff for him. He had only one black and white TV. They didn't right. get um, internet till 2018 right. in that village. He said, like, look, he, while they were poor, he never had to worry about things like food because there was always fishing and people grew food in, in and around them. But, yeah, he literally learned to bowl uh, by using fruits and then the tape bowl. All right, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then... Crazy. Like he worked, he was working as a security guard and got noticed by Kurt Lee Ambrose, who was like, "Get this kid into a maroon jersey as soon as possible." And if you saw him bowl yesterday on one leg, you'd just be like, "Oh, yes, so exactly. sweet, such." He looks so smooth. Like, this is like 
you know, the old West Indies uh, times, like you watch, you know, when you watch old videos of Malcolm Marshall, like he's not that tall, but it's all quickness and yeah, like yeah. the, uh, uh, and he's got skiddy quick, which is, I think, a bit more dangerous in a lot of ways. Yeah. Because he's always going for the stumps or LBW, so it's always in play when he's on, when he's got the rhythm going. Yeah. Um, he had even said, because he got his toe injured uh, by Mitchell Stark with the Yorker. Yeah, yeah. And he was not expecting to play. Uh, the team doctor asked him to come in, and he was like, okay, I'll come in for moral support to support the boys. Yeah, he said he wasn't and, and originally going to come go to the ground. So, yeah. Yeah, and then they, apparently the doctor gave him a tablet, which he didn't know what it was, and then Always uh, at one point... Eh? Always safe. Always safe. Yeah. Always safe. And when he got the um, ball, uh, he started getting wickets. He just told uh, Craig Backwaite, look, I'm not going to stop bowling till I get the last wicket. And yeah. he just kept bowling. He kept bowling um, at like a decent pace as well. I think it was, what, eight overs yeah, or like, something in a row of 145 plus? Uh, like he bowled a 10 over, like he bowled a 11 over spell. So he literally, like he literally bowled, like 10 uh, bowled an over. Went, they went for tea, and then he bowled another, um, uh, bowled another 10 overs on the trot okay. with yeah. the broken, with yeah. said broken foot. So 11 and a half overs. So he, I think those, he, um, those 10 and a half overs after tea, uh. At, say at 145 k's an hour plus like it doesn't drop speed at all which is just yeah. crazy to think about even without considering the yeah. fact that he's a he's on a broken foot or well a non-fractured very painful toe yeah and he was very um ably supported by the rest of the bowlers like i think west indies throughout the tour their bowling has been impressive kamar roach always good He's a veteran of the team, and he's a fantastic bowler. Alzari Joseph, you know, the mercurial talent finally shows what, you know, what why everybody gets excited when he's yeah. on form, and he had a uh, very uh, useful match with uh, six, uh, six wickets uh, himself. Uh, um, uh, Shamar Joseph got eight wickets for the match, seven sensational wickets in the second innings, and obviously uh, another wicket in the first. Um, yeah. The uh, the the, uh, the the West Indies fought like very very hard. Uh, Alzari Joseph Alzari Joseph also got 32 very crucial runs in that first innings to make sure yeah. the West Indies had somewhat, had a, had a decent score with 311, like, uh, and, you know, South, uh, uh, we knew, Australia knew they had to work for their, uh, um, work for their win yeah. here. Um, Steve Smith uh, carries his bat in the second innings in a losing cause. Yeah. After everybody was wondering whether or not he was able, he'd be able to open the innings. Like you know, as he slowed down and his reflexes are not getting as good, he's like, yeah, I think I should open because you know he's Steve Smith. Why not? Um, why not? <laughs> the only reason you consider it is like, well, he is Steve Smith, right? <laughs> like, like, I think that's pretty much. Apparently, he said, I'm, "I want to open," and they went, ha, 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 "Okay." And then he's like, "Didn't think about it because he has trouble understanding social cues." And then when they, he came back, going, "Yeah, I want to open," they're like, "Oh, I thought you were kidding." He's like, "No, no, I'm serious." They were like, "Oh, okay." It's hard for us to tell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. As you say, it's decent. So they're like, "Okay, why not?" Yeah, and they said, okay, we'll think about it. And then he kept like, bugging them until they were like, okay, fine. Um, then once the uh, Joseph got Cameron Green in that uh, fourth innings, the wicked started to tumble immediately after he gets yeah. Travis Head, who has a king pair. And then you just got that feeling that, yes, the, 
um, Joseph was gonna uh, gonna have a day like he was bowling so well like yeah uh, as as an incredible performance just watching the highlights of every wicket there's pretty much um, other than one shot which was like an attempted slog by yeah. uh, Nathan Lyon every one of them was a like a, there's like one caught behind and basically a few a couple of few caught behinds by De Silva the wicketkeeper yeah. who also caught uh you know scored a very useful 70 in the first yeah. innings the um he was the um uh the uh foundation of that batting innings yeah. Um, then he uh, got three more catches in that fourth innings, and then basically Joseph's got bold, bold, bold. <laughs> Just yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. Uh, uh, there's just very little. Uh, I know it got uh, Josh Hazelwood bold as well. The yeah. um, he was upturning the stumps, and it's just. Amazing to see there's like the legends of the West, of West Indies cricket, like Brian Lara was was literally in tears. Yeah. With uh, uh with uh, uh, Ian Bishop and like someone like Carl Hooper who basically is like emotionless and has shows no feelings. He just was like hitting his head on the wall, hands on the wall, and like and like his face was like so moved. Yeah. And you could see from his reactions, like he's like, can't believe I just saw this, and like he's also obviously also in tears. Just, yeah. Um, it's so special, just because everybody had written this team off. This isn't a team of superstar West Indian players, but it's young players, and they've got a vibe. Yeah, exactly. The team clearly, like a Craig Brathwaite, has captained this team incredibly well. Hmm. Um. They are motivated, they're all confident, and yeah, as uh, Joseph, Shamar Joseph said in his press conference, like he will run through walls for him, and he's gonna, and like it was, uh, and he credited that Craig, uh, Craig keeping him confident was gonna, uh, was what made him power through, uh, power through for that victory. And it was interesting because Craig Brathwaite even was like, yeah, I didn't know him till two weeks ago, like that's the first time I spoke. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, but I knew this guy had this. He had it in him, and he could do it. And he was like, just because he was really confident, um, it had to come from somewhere. Um, there's a lot of really good performances all around. I think from this team, um, the West Indies, a lot of players that didn't play are going to be vying for spots. I mean, I think Jason Holder will definitely be looking to come back and he's he's a player you know is going to be an incredibly useful when they go to yeah. tour england um well he's useful everywhere like okay. having a seven foot tall fast bowler <laughs> is always useful yeah especially if he averages 30 with the bat as well yeah exactly you're not going to say um, no to that so yeah but the, the team have a good chemistry, um, so we'll, it'll be interesting to see what they do going forward. Um, whatever else, we can we can realize the Gabba is no longer a fortress. Yeah. Is this the more, which was more impressive away win at the Gabba? Was it this one by the West Indies or the one by India during the COVID pandemic in 2021 when they started? Yeah the series with the getting all out for 30 in the yes. first match and came back I mean that series itself was amazing um, and obviously Richard Pant putting in a performance for the ages in that game yeah exactly I think I'd still I'd put as an individual game I'd put this game um, if nothing just because yeah. like that Indian team was still a really good team sure they were yeah. gone to Australia in that first game they got absolutely smashed around um, and they were uh, yeah. they had to fight their way back into the series and everything and that last game was just amazing um, but yeah. this is a West Indies team which nobody would have thought anything coming here already yeah. got drummed in the first match and then just to pull out a, a, a performance like that just staggers belief really uh, yeah 
So now we'll just look forward to the rest of the summer, or less rest of the half year, yeah. before we reach the Northern Hemisphere summer. We've got four more games in India for England. Mm -hmm. It's anybody's game. I could see England or India get a three-two. Yeah. But you take two wins in India, wouldn't you, if you're England? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you may take the one win that you've already got. Yeah, I mean, England backed themselves to get all five, I reckon. Yeah. Well, definitely. The, uh, and that's, you ought to have that mindset, I think, when you're touring India. Yes, yes, yes. Um, that's one of the important things, is that positive mindset. You can go there yeah. and you can win. Yeah. The, uh, you know, yeah, it's who dares wins, and yeah. India, like, I do expect India to come back. I do think this will be a very close series. I mm -hmm. see potentially, because there will be one pitch which will be two, will be a batting pitch where the bowlers will probably not get much, maybe in Rajkot. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, uh, Dharmashala and Ranchi, uh, Dharmashala might be a game for England that, uh, up in the Himalayas. Yeah. Um, uh, but in, you can't see, I can't see India not winning at least two more. It's too, uh, they're just too good in their, uh, in their home conditions. So exactly. I, I predict a 2-2 eventually in this series. It's going to be an absolute barn burner. Yeah. Um, then we have two uh, test series in New Zealand. Yeah. Um, New Zealand playing South Africa. This is a South Africa side with seven debutants. I'm yeah. hoping... Oh, I know that the New Zealand team are very professional, but we all know... That, that doesn't mean anything. Uh, South Africa is going to have a debutante captaining. Can you name yeah. the last person to captain a uh, a test on debut in New Zealand? I'm going to go with it being in New Zealand. Captained mm. uh, uh, so Sorry, there's only been one other, actually to be fair, there's only been one other person to captain on on their debut when it's not like the country's first ever test match. test match. And circumstances like where you have a, uh, you know, World War Two, after World War Two or after World War One, when you have, most of the team have passed on. Yeah, yeah, when you actually just have a new team. Yeah. No, my I I would have no clue. My. Uh, you're gonna kick yourself. It's Lee Drummond. Yeah. Oh no, I was gonna. Sorry. But I think I was. I paused now. I was saying the only person I would think would be Lee Drummond. But you, you then went. I I was too paused. I don't. So now it's not. <laughs> but that would be the the most obvious one, just because he was sort of picked to be a captain as opposed to anything else. Yeah. He was a pretty good wicket keeper as well, but not as good a wicket keeper as Adam Perori. Yeah, there was better wicket keepers to be had. And not as good a wicket keeper batsman as Adam Perori either. No. The uh, so they have a series in South Africa. Uh, South Africa coming here, playing at the Bay and in Hamilton. Yeah. Then the um, Trans Tasman Trophy uh, series with Australia coming to New Zealand. Um, playing a game in the Basin Reserve and Hagley Oval. Yeah. Um, I don't think any of these games are day-night test. No, I, I could be wrong. Don't think so. The same. Not that you couldn't host a day-night test in Bay no. Oval or Seddon Park. Both are have the facility for it. No, it looks like all um, of them are uh, just normal tests or start at 11 a.m. Normal test matches. Yeah. Cool. Um, so there's four uh, great uh, uh, four tests for New Zealand to try yeah. and get some big points on the table. Australia obviously are vulnerable. Um, New Zealand have to just hope to swing their way to victory. I think. Yeah. Um, hoping that the this is the last chance for that golden generation, that big three, to go in and get some. Get a win against a test, a series win against Australia. Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't won a test match against Australia since 2011. 
Yeah. So that's the. It's been 13 years. It's word you. Witcher. Uh, yeah, so. So uh, that's what I'm predicting. Uh, a uh, a series win for New Zealand on both games, unless it rains. Um, be nice. Let's say. And yeah. without the rain, be nice to have a good win. Say, especially since the last five matches haven't really been that yeah. close. So. Yeah, and it's technically like a double 12-pointer, a 24-pointer, because you're taking points away from Australia. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Australia have a tough home series against India to look forward to before they go to Sri Lanka, which wouldn't be that hard for them. Um, then we go into March. Bangladesh play Sri Lanka at home. It's a chance for Bangladesh to get a good amount of points. This is their second series. Sri Lanka, as I said, are woeful at the moment, so that's the um, that's the opportunity that they have. Um, there's a lot of test matches coming up because India are hosting Bangladesh later on in the year. Um, Bangladesh, uh, Pakistan are hosting Bangladesh, so there's they have to get these uh, wins at home while they can. Yeah. Because uh, the winning in Pakistan is going to be very difficult, and winning in India is going to be really, really difficult for them. Yeah. Okay. Um, um. So, with that in mind, looking at the table right now, we have Australia at the top with 55 points three-way tie with Bangladesh, New Zealand, and South Africa on 50... Uh, on 50 percent. Yeah. Australia's on 55 percent, hence the vulnerability. It's not that far behind. No. India are on 46 percent, but they should steadily go above the 50s, because this is where I'm wondering... The fl uh, one of the flaws for the big three is they play longer series, so there's more of a chance you're going to drop games if you're playing five match and four match series versus if you're just playing a two match series. Yeah, I guess the difference is that you get your percentage. If you're winning the series, you still should be above 50%. So... Yeah, but winning five matches in a row is way harder than winning two matches in yeah, a row. Yeah, exactly. The more like it. The two-match series just makes it much more binary. It could be yeah. all or nothing, basically. You know? And you get yeah, win two matches 100%, 100%. But and you go five, you're going to be at sort of 60, 70 ish percent. Yeah. So maybe 80. Get four of the yeah, just drop just the one match. So yeah, obviously it does mean they're less likely at the 100%. But they could maintain a higher than 50% ratio at the same time, so... Yeah, Vital. and New Zealand do play a three-match test series next year against England. Oh, nice. At home. That's always nice to have more than and just they, the two tests in a series in New Zealand. Uh, okay. Epic series, which didn't count for the World Test Championship last year. Yeah. Um, so, and New Zealand, this will be the third time they're facing baseball, so you hope by then there will be some plans in place to deal yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah. And Australia have a tough home series, like, they've already drawn one home series, and they've got a series against India, which they'll probably lose, because that's what happens. That's what's happened the last two series in yeah. India. And India's got is losing this series so far in um, in uh, in England, but yeah, and they've not done that well away because they dropped. They only won one match against West Indies. Sure, it's a one-nil win, but that's taking only a fifty percent. Uh, uh, that's oh, that's only taking a uh, fifty percent of the. Uh, they took twelve points of the first, and they took about uh, four points in the second match. So you know, instead of getting 
you know, f the full 24 points, you're you're only getting 16, which is yeah. a decent amount to drop points. In uh, in, but those are away games. You don't mind draws away from home, but yeah, draws at home. When you're needing to draw matches at home to like level up series, that's when you, it becomes harder for you. The way the World Test Championship works, that's where it becomes harder for you. Yeah, because exactly. even in the series against New Zealand last year, they drew one of the matches. Yeah, in that three-match series. Sorry, no, it was a two-match series, and it were one of them was a draw. Yeah, that's right. Um, one was a draw. Yeah, and yeah, they host. No, uh, it must have been a three-match series because they're hosting a three-match series against New Zealand this year as well. It's a two-match against Bangladesh. Once again, Bangladesh sneak in a, a single victory out of uh, nowhere. Then India are, you know, it's troublesome because Indian conditions are not something Bangladesh is unfamiliar with. Yeah. Exactly. Um, depending on how they do in Pakistan and Sri Lanka, they may or may not be reasonably confident against uh, India later in the year. Um, there's lots of permutations to go on. Um, so way too early prediction. Obviously, South Africa's all, uh, way too early prediction. Who's going to be the... Um, the uh, five, the top two, who's going to finish in the top two and qualify for the World Test Championship final? Um. Oh, India also got slow over rate. Oof. I'm going to put us there just because I I I can't not. Um. Yeah, one-eyed patriotism and all that. Yeah. Um. I guess it's hard not to. <laughs> But Australia in there as number two, really. If you take it out yeah. a slot to put us in there, like, so I think, yeah, us in Australia. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, the slow overrates can get you because mm. they did 10 points for a slow overrate against uh, England, and England were deducted a total of 19 points in three tests. Like, India and Pakistan have both been deducted two points, which is like fine. That might happen in the course of this tournament. Yeah. Two points here, two points there, but like 19 in one series is a lot. 10 in one match is a lot to yeah, yeah. lose. That's like basically if you won that match, uh, won the test, you're only getting two points for that. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. It's, and yeah. that match was a draw, so they only were getting... Um, they were only getting four points anyway, so they got negative six points in that game. Oof. A lot of negatives there to, to um, yeah. soak up, really. Yeah. Because uh, only a tie is worth six points. It's exactly half. Whereas you only get 40% of the points if you... Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you get if the... Draw. Yeah. If it's a draw. No, each team only gets forty percent. Um, yeah, which I think is a good penalty. So it's like, look at this. It's only been like one, two, three, four draws. Which is in the tournament. Yeah. Two of them are for rain, basically. Yeah. So, yeah. which is always going to happen. I feel like if a match loses more than two days with rain. And it's a draw, then it should like it should be removed from the percentages. Like you just don't take that in the sample. Yeah, yeah, that sort of makes a little bit of sense. Like it had everything taken away from you to penalizing. Because yeah. we want teams like India and Australia to play more test matches. Like that's we should encourage that. Yeah. But also like they're being penalized by playing longer if. You know, you're more likely to get a game that's rained out. You lose a day that you can make up for that. But if you're losing yeah. more than two days, like you've lost more than, let's say, because it's 90 day, like 200 overs in a test match and it's ended up in a draw, then you just go, okay, this one doesn't count. We scratch it from the test, you know, in the percentages of the. Yeah, yeah, uh, no. Of the. Uh, no, it makes sense. Oh, that's it. It. You should 
assuming they're keeping up the over rates um, yeah, yeah, the time. Yeah. But yeah, I think, yeah. If you're losing after... You can still penalize people for slow over rates. So you can still get negative points yeah. for your over rates, but you, it doesn't count as much. So you could... So this way you can still be penalized for slow over rates. So you'll get negative points in the game. But uh, other think, than negative points, if... Yeah. If teams have not been uh, d tried their best to get a result and get through their overs, then you just go, okay, this was a wash. This was literally a washout, so we don't count it. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the point of it there is that they are trying to get through the overs and are trying to get a result yeah. as it was, and it's like you've, you have tried your best. It's, this is not on anything. There's no slow overs. No one's messing around. It's just the heavens opened up. And it rain, you know, rain gushed down. Sure, okay. We'll, we won't count it. There's no point in, in keeping this either side of you. It may as well just be removed from the ledger, it's the same. And it's so difficult to be behind the overrate when you've had that much rain that you should be penalized, you know? Yeah, yeah. Harshly exactly. for it. You almost have to be trying at that point. Yeah. Um now because New Zealand have been very good about their overrates uh, and the if they can main uh, if may the if they can maintain the perfect sweep at home which is not going to be easy you've mm -hmm. got Australia and England at home South Africa kind of gave us a gimme yeah by sending in an inexperienced team like obviously it'll still have to be done and yeah, they have exactly. to get the work done but you know You'd hope that, you know, if you can manage to put uh, get those two wins, you'll be confident heading into facing Australia, who will probably just come off playing T20s and also, you know, losing to the West Indies. Yeah, yeah. So, hopefully we get something out of it. Yeah, absolutely. But... I think that's all we have time for today. Yeah. Uh, it's been an incredible 24 hours. Uh, mm -hmm. Hopefully, we'll see an incredible next few weeks from England yeah. to follow that up. Um, and obviously, without goes without saying, hopefully the Black Caps will follow that up as well. Yeah. yeah. Clean exactly. sweep summer. That's what we want, right? Clean sweep summer. Come on, we can do it. Exactly. Um, but yeah, uh, thanks very much for listening, and we look forward to hearing from you next time. Catch you next time. Well, that is the end. Thanks for listening all the way through. If you liked what you heard, be even more. Find Sexport to Discord and a Buy Me a Coffee. Pretty sure it's Buy Me a Beer. Oh yeah, Buy Me a Beer on buymeacoffee.com. In both these places, you can talk to us. And we may even listen, especially if you do buy a said beer or coffee. I might still be confused. Yes, we're easily bribed. All links are in the show notes below. Don't forget to like and subscribe. This is on YouTube. <laughs>